0: Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts.
1: In today's episode, we're going to talk about successful unit turns. And Carla and I decided that I would share some of my pain points or sob stories about unit turns, and she would then respond with solutions and make all of us feel better. Is that right, Carla?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that for you today.
1: (laughs) So uh, if you are a real estate investor and you have ever experienced either taking on a vacant property or of course having a property where there is a change in tenants, where a tenant has given notice the first reaction when you get advised that the tenant isn't renewing is sometimes a slight bit of concern because you're not sure who's going to pay the rent when that person leaves. And of course, that's very much related to a successful unit turn. Carla, I have experienced overnight unit turns in my investment properties, and I have also experienced six-week unit turns. Turns because of holidays and lack of contractors available, likely poor planning, etc. How does a real property management office assure a systematic and successful approach to doing a unit turn?
0: Well, first of all, you, you said it, there has to be a system. So you have to have a process. Ours is very, as you know, I love electronic anything, uh, the technology and a lot of automation, making sure that all of this communication is going and flowing through, but you can do it on a manual checklist. Okay. But you do need to know all the different steps that have to happen. And if you do them in that order, that is going to set you up for success.
1: Can you take us through it just from a high level of what it looks like from beginning to end, if it's done properly?
0: Sure. So, in a perfect world, you're going to send out a notice to a tenant, uh, depending on what province you're in. That could be two or three months prior to the expiry of the lease. You're going to send out a notice to them on renewal conditions. So are you renewing? What's the new renewal rate, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. The tenant then is going to either renew or they're going to say they're they're leaving. So if they are leaving, you need to have a process in place to make sure you get that paperwork back on time. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to advertise it in time. So that's first thing, I guess, and making sure you have that. Once you have it, you need to now get it up and advertised. So successfully, you want to check your ads. You want to make sure that the ad is still relevant. Was there any renovations during this tenancy? Do I need to take new pictures? Is it the middle of summer and I only have a winter exterior picture? All of these things are going to make a difference in how this property is going to show when you're trying to advertise it. So again, all part of the checklist. Then you're going to look at prior inspections. So, I recommend quarterly inspections so that you have a good pulse on what's happening in the property. If you don't have those, Adrian, then you're going to have to find a reason to go in and see that property. Because the first thing you need to know when you start preparing for the unit turn is what kind of condition is the property in. Do not do this. Tenants moving out at the end of the month, I'm going to do the move out and I'm going to cross my fingers that everything's going to be okay. So you need to know what you're up against. And a lot of times we call these uh, pre move out inspections and we will do them complimentary for our tenants because we will let them know, Hey, I'm going to tell you what exactly you need to do in order to get your security deposit back. So when they don't do everything I just told you, you need to do, they're not now surprised when you're doing the hold back. So again, these are all little checkpoints that are on this checklist. And lots of communication, just making them feel part of the process. What time do you want to move out? This is where you're going to put your keys. I mean, I could go on and on in this podcast, probably get really, really long, but it is being very detail orientated of taking them through what's going to happen. And then once you know the condition, you can now set what your advertising might look like as far as when you want that move in date. If you know you're going to have a lot to do, if you know this tenant is extremely messy, like don't assume they're going to clean it in a pristine manner we have our cleaners prepped at the end of the month and we tell them we think you're going to be doing x amount of properties based on what we know so now i'm not scrambling for vendors if i know it's going to need new paint i've already talked to my investor to say we probably are going to have to put some paint on this property and then i can line up my painters to go in right after the move out so we want to squeeze the the time frame as much as we can that's really important for investors to understand that is our goal as well keeping in mind most property management companies are charging a percentage of rent. So when it's not rented, we're not getting paid. So we're very motivated to get this property up and running. Okay, so we're on the same page. But I could take a property that a tenant has lived in for five, six, seven years, and I could probably increase the rent on that property by three, four, five hundred dollars a month. And I'm not kidding because I just did this one from twelve hundred to sixteen hundred last week in one of the offices because the tenant had been there for a number of years and it was going to need a fresh coat of paint, putting some paint on, changing a couple light fixture, you know, light switches, you know, doing a few little minor upgrades so that it showed a lot better was going to allow us to increase the rent. So the little investment that I was asking the investor to make in, they were more than more than going to make that over a year, even if the property was going to be vacant for 30 days. The other thing is with tenants, interrupt me whenever you want. Cause honestly, this one I could, I could talk for a long time on.
1: No, I love it, but I love the step-by-step because you know, if you self-manage or if you're professionally managed, here's how you need to do it.
0: Yeah. When a tenant is supposed to be out at noon on the 30th, I'll ask you the question, what happens? Like it's, they're out. It's, it's everything's cleaned. Everything's ready. They got their keys ready to go. Is that like, that doesn't happen every day.
1: Uh, Very rare. I'm not sure if I've ever witnessed it where nothing had to be done. And I would argue that there is a, you know, the way that we would clean and the way that a professional cleaner would go and clean it up. And I think that a clean smelling, freshly painted, clean floor shampooed. And conditioned? Do you condition carpet? I don't know. Um, but anyway, you, you, you get it, is is that first impression when they walk in is really important because that's how they're going to be expected to give it back to you as well, right? And we've talked many times on how clean, fresh paint, fresh carpet goes such a long way. Even sometimes changing the hardware on kitchen cabinetry Sometimes changing the bathroom taps, etc. There are many little things that don't have a huge cost that really show it well, and you can do all of them very quickly if, like you said, it's pre inspected, predetermined what needs to be done, pre planned, and booked with the service provider so that when they moved out at noon, right after the painters come later that night, a lot of cleaning companies are willing to do cleaning after hours because they have staff that do it part time. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is the potential if it's extremely well executed through a process and a workflow that you can in fact have one day turnarounds. It's possible if it's planned the way you described.
0: Yeah. We, we talk about, uh, you know, when a tenant is moving out, we, we don't take it negatively. That's the first thing. You don't want to get defensive. Like the tenants moving out, why are you moving out? When are you going to be out? There's their tenant. There's legitimate reasons why people need to move on and, and all of these kinds of things. You may have done something to upset them, you know, and if you did, then you're, you're losing the tenant. But if a tenant is moving out, give them a nice checklist of what needs to be done. Use the verbiage of, you know, it does need to be cleaned to our standard. So exactly how when you moved in, if you need some help with this, we have a preferred vendor that will give you an excellent rate for cleaning. And we love that. And our, lots of our tenants take us up on that. It's super cost effective. One less thing they need to do when they're in the middle of moving. And then they know, hey, they recommended them. So now they can't come back on the cleaning. And we don't, right? We go back on our cleaner if for some reason they there was something missed or whatnot. So some of those things really help. But you said something that was really key and that it's that first impression when a tenant comes in. So if you think of a restaurant that you've taken your wife to, Adrian, when you first walk into the restaurant, if somebody greets you, they want to take your coat, they're asking your name. They're walking you to the table. They're, you know, it's that whole experience when you first walked in versus they ignored you. You're not sure where the coat rack is. No one's really responding to you. The front desk is on the phone. That's a different feeling you're going to get. And you will always remember that. It's a proven fact that people will always go back to that first experience. So we talk a lot about this in our office is that, you know, how do we create that wow experience? You know, giving them this little welcome basket when they come in, all these little things so that if, you know, two days after they move in, they notice that the dryer's not working, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm, Not that mm -hmm. big a deal because they're always going to go back to that very first feeling that they had with our company. And you can create that by just giving yourself a little bit of time when you're trying to transition the unit from move out to move in.
1: You know what? We say it many times how important first impressions are on the resident and property manager relationship. And I think right after that is, you know, how successful you bring in that new resident, how successful you've done the unit turn. And I think at number one, it will improve your rental income, right? If you do a successful unit turn and if it's done properly, not just fast, but properly, those improvements will also last longer. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. But first impressions, in case anybody is actually watching this podcast versus just listening to it, because we do post videos on, in our social media as well. And we do hand
1: puppetry, live yeah, if, hand puppetry on the show.
0: If this is their first one, we're setting this like, amazing first impression experience because we're matching. So this might be something that we have to really talk about before we get onto these podcasts in the future, Adrian. we got to mm-hmm. like, coordinate our wardrobes because we're not even in the same city.
1: I, You know, yeah, no, I I agree. You know, the problem is, is at some point it becomes awkward to phone each other in the morning to plan our, you know, what we're going to wear. Because I'm also trying to match what I wear with my six-year-old girl and my three-year-old boy. So I'm very challenged on how to dress just like them. I took Ava shopping on the weekend and bought her a new dress with flowers. And she because I said, oh, do they have a dress shirt like this for William? And she said, what about you, Daddy? Why don't you get one of these dresses too? Anyway, now that's Real Property Management.
0: Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at
1: realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at
0: www.c21.ca.